Hey guys, kia ora, whakalofala hiatu, and no mai huki mai ki toku podcast, Life Lessons with Leash. Before I get into today's episode, it is so, so important that I acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where this podcast is recorded on the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I pay my respects to you, to your elders, past, present and emerging and I'm so, so grateful to now call Australia home. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Yo, if you haven't already clicked, my name is Leish and I am your host. I am a proud Nguyen Māori wahine toa. I am a mentor, a body confidence coach, and I help plus-size women learn to love and accept their beautiful plus-size bodies. This is something I am so, so passionate about because for years, for most of my life, I hated what I saw in the mirror. Now let's get into the episode, shall we? Let's get into it. Let's go. Hey guys, kia ora, kia ora, kia ora. I am excited to have a guest on this week's podcast episode. We have Sarah Viliamu in the building. Thank you, sister, Hi. for coming. I always say in the building, but I mean online. We're online. We're on Zoom at the moment. Um, but thank you for being here. I'm so excited to have you on. Uh, Sarah is a self-love advocate, which is honestly one of the main reasons why I'm so excited to get into today. We're going to talk all things self-love. She's a model, a speaker, a business owner, a mom, a wife, um, and an influencer. Do you like being called an influencer? You know what? I actually don't mind it. I think there's a lot of people who don't like it, but it is what it is. And I do it as my job. So let's just call it that. Yes, I love it. Um, And also saw that you got married recently. So congrats on that. Thank you so much. Yes, we've been together. We got married on our 10 year anniversary. So yeah, we've been together a long time, but newlyweds, I suppose. So yeah. And I did notice your ring. Your ring is freaking incredible, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. He did really good. He picked yeah. it all himself. I had no idea. So yeah. He did a good job. He did so good. Um, So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to get into today's kōrero, but I would love for you to introduce yourself. Yes, definitely. Well, I am Sarah Viliamu and you did an amazing introduction. So thank you. I'm so excited to be here today and to chat all things self-love and all the things. Um, So yeah, I am a mum. That's probably the thing that takes up most of my time. So my son will be three in a week. I can't believe how fast that's gone. Um, But other than being a mum, I do lots of other things. So I do a lot of work on social media um, through my own personal page. And I also run the self-love supply, uh, which I'm so excited to talk about. The self-love supply is something I founded a few years ago, really because I saw such a need for community to support local business. Business. Um, I did it just while we were going through the COVID lockdown. So I really saw that need. Um, and I'm also a lover of events. I love a good party. I love a celebration. Um, I love coming together with people. So really, I put all of that together to build the self-love supply. Um, and as well as that, I actually also run an event hire business, bold statement events. So all your props, so for weddings or birthdays. 
Um, we hire out all those kinds of things. I do that with my husband and yeah, they're the main things. So yeah. Oh, that's a lot. You've got a lot going on. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'd love to know. I always ask all guests that come on about um, pretty much how they were raised, how they grew up, because I feel like it really does uh, shape who you become as a person and in life. So what was it like growing up as young Sarah? Yeah, definitely. Well, I've always been a Melbourne girl, so born here, but I am Samoan Australian. So my dad has actually moved back over to the islands. So he's back there now. Hopefully we'll be going there in a few months time. Um, And I think growing up, there was a lot of love in the home, but there was also a lot of pain and a lot of hardship that we experienced. So as well as all of that and being mixed I really struggled with identity and I know a lot of people can relate to that and I think being in Melbourne, Australia and I wasn't around too many other Islanders that much Um, and same I've got one younger brother so it's my brother and I and I would say he struggled even more than I did as well. Um, I was quite fortunate in being able to make friendships and stuff like that but my brother really struggled with it. And, you know, it was always that feeling of, um, well, I'm not Aussie, but I'm not Samoan. Mm. And, you know, I'm not light enough or I'm not dark enough. So it was quite confusing growing up, really. Um, But I've now come to really feel full in my culture and my heritage and who I am. And speaking of getting married, I actually made the decision not to change my surname. So I kept my maiden name, um, which my husband was totally respectful of and never made me feel like I had to change to his. But that was really important for me to keep my connection to my culture and to my heritage and my family. So, yeah, it's come full circle, but it definitely was hard growing up and, um yeah, just feeling quite lost. So mm-hmm. at times growing up, we also were homeless. So we went through that experience at quite a young age. Um, our home got repossessed. So yeah, it was hard. Um, and I quite often refer to myself as a bit of a chameleon because growing up with such different experiences um, I felt like I had to adapt really quickly. And so I got really good at it. Um, But sometimes putting my own happiness or feeling like I could never truly be who I really was, I would just adapt to the situation to make everyone externally happy. So Mm. it's been a journey. Yeah. Yeah, such a journey. Thank you for sharing that. I love um, that you didn't change your last name as well. Like that is so important. And it's also something I've thought about as well. I'm not engaged or anything, but you know, when I do get married, I'm like, yeah, because you know, keeping your last name, like keeping that, um, what is it? The bloodline, the ancestry, the everything, you know, for your kids to, to take on as well. Um, and everything like that. So that's so beautiful. Um, I would love, so you are a self-love advocate. Um, and I think we really, uh, what's the word we resonate on that, you know, I'm huge on self-love as well. And speaking about body image, um, and, you know, body positivity, all those things. So I would love to know, um, why do you think women struggle with self-love? 
I think there is so many reasons for it. Um, one of the biggest ones would be the conditioning really and the way that from the moment that we're born, we're told that we're wrong and that everything about us isn't right. And even once you achieve a certain look, there's always something else that you could be doing different or the trends are changing. Um, so it's that constant messaging, whether we're thinking about it consciously or we're not, it's there through TV, social media, movies, it's everywhere. And so it's hard to escape it. Um, and I think until you come to the realization that you don't want to feel crap anymore, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it is a bit of an awakening because you can be quite oblivious to just how bad the messaging is all around us and that we're constantly getting through our phones and our TVs. So, and the sad thing is that at the end of the day, a lot of this messaging is coming to us because businesses are profiting off it. Um, and, you know, we'll pay the things to buy the things that might look make us look better or make us thinner or whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, it's really hard. And then that gets passed on through generation. And so as a parent now, especially, I'm really conscious of my self-love, not only for myself, but for my son and future children, um, because it does come from what you're hearing around you and the messages that I heard as a little girl was you know that my mum didn't look good enough or the people around me were too fat or didn't look good or not worthy so yeah it's so many things yes I'm shaking my head so hard because I'm like yes these are all the things that yeah we talk about and I love that you talked about you know businesses profiting or pro wow businesses profiting off you know all these things you know those freaking pills that they say to take or I think one and at one point there was like lollipops it was like take this lollipop and you'll lose all the weight and stuff like that so yeah that's crazy um I'd love to know and for me when I speak, when I do what I do, you know, being um, a body confidence coach, it comes from where I came from, right? I came from a lot of, you know, hating what I looked like, thinking I was too fat. I needed to lose weight to, to be worthy, to be loved, all the things. Um, and I feel like it's, it might be similar for you. I'm not sure, <laughs> but would you like to speak on uh, your self-love journey? Yeah, it's definitely similar. And I think for so many people, it's that same journey because we've all received that same messaging. Um, and for some people, it's going to take longer than others because we're all different. We've all had different experiences. But for me, um, and something that I forgot to mention was I do modeling as well. So I am a model now. Um, and my self-love journey kind of started from that. For me, it was a real body image thing that kicked it all off for me. Um, ever since I was a little girl, you know, I know a lot of people want to be an actor or actress or model, all these things. I always wanted to be a model. Um, I even entered those competitions. I don't know if you ever saw them, but they were at the shopping centers. And I think they were with like girlfriend magazine or whatever magazine they were. Um, so I used to always enter those. And as I got a bit older, I started wanting to be more serious about it. I tried entering competitions online. I tried applying for modeling agencies. Um, I either didn't win or didn't hear back or was told either directly 
or indirectly that there were things that I could change about myself to get into the industry. Um, indirectly, you know, you could go to these websites and they would say, I was not tall enough and I'm not that short. Um, there was height restrictions, there was size restrictions um, and there really wasn't, and we've still got a long way to go, but there really wasn't that much representation, if any at all, in the modelling world for curvier, bigger bodies. Um, and so what did I do? I did everything to try and be thinner, to try and be skinnier. Um, you know, I underate, I over-exercised, I did a lot of harm to my body. Those lollipops or whatever there was on the market, I would do it. Um, and yeah, until one day I entered a competition that was with Cosmopolitan and this was an all-inclusive modeling competition. And so I went, I didn't win, but it opened my eyes to a whole world that I really hadn't seen before. Um, there were curve models there. It was all-inclusive sizing and yeah, representation was there. And so it really just opened my eyes to think, hang on a minute, maybe I don't have to change myself to fit into this box. And maybe there's another world like that can exist where diversity is real and inclusivity is real. And so really that kicked it off. And I did so many things. I unfollowed lots of people on social media who didn't make me feel good. And I started following people like Ashley Graham and other curve models in the industry. Um, and that alone had a massive impact on my mindset. And it kind of grew from there. Um, and I continued to apply for more agencies. I still didn't hear back. I still got told there were things I could change. Um, and fast forward to today, I now work as a freelance model and I um, get a lot of stuff through social media as well. Um, but really that's what spiraled my self-love journey and getting confident and feeling true love for my body. Um, and then all of the self-love work that goes into it, I delved into as well. So, mm. yeah. Love that. What a full circle moment, hey? Yeah, definitely. I've even, I've got, um, I always have like a photo of me as a little girl around mm. and I love that as a self-love practice. Um, I've got one here. I've always got one. There's me. Oh, <laughs> oh um, so cute. I love it. But I love to look back and just think, um, you know, how proud I could be of myself then. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. That is an awesome practice um, yeah. as well. And maybe you can share a little bit more about that later on. Yeah, um, but I'd love to know about uh, more about the self-love supply as well. Did that come from, you know, the struggles that you had with self-love? Yeah, it definitely did. I started when I was starting on my self-love journey I started attending events I started going to workshops I really started delving through and I know that you can relate with all of this I'm sure um because it was such a good feeling to start to feel good about myself and it wasn't like I instantly loved my body or you know was so excited to be in a bikini it really did take a take its time mm. um and the more work that I did, the more that I could, yeah, really see a positive light. So all of that and with attending all of the events, I kind of saw, um, I guess, a gap in the market or an opportunity to start something a little bit different. 
I found that a lot of the events that I might attend were for people who were already in that self-development space um, and who were doing a lot of the work. And so I really mm -hmm. wanted to create something that was that introduction for people who might not have ever been to a confidence workshop or who aren't yet listening to podcasts about self-development. I wanted to start something that could open the door for everyone and be um, inclusive of all people. And so that's really how I thought of the self-love supply along with my love of events and having a good time and socializing. So yeah, we do so much um, throughout the year. Our events really vary. So for example, we've done a paint and sip this year. We did a Mother's Day event. And then our next event that's coming up is called Move For You, which we're doing a dance workout. We have a guest speaker. We've got pop-up stalls. So every event is really different because we recognize that people like different things and that's mm. cool. And we want to make sure that this is inclusive for everybody. So throughout the year, there will be something for everyone to attend. Love it. I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait. Yeah. Yes. So excited to come. Yeah. Can't wait. I'd love to know more about your modeling journey as well. So once you got into modeling, did you find, you know, that there were barriers or there were, there were things that you had to overcome in yourself? Like what was your journey like? Yeah. So I would say I was able to build a lot of my confidence through my work on social media as well. Um, and definitely for me, because I'm still not signed with any major agencies, I do everything freelance. So I either get a lot of my jobs through my Instagram um, or me reaching out to companies or them emailing me. Um, so I was able to kind of get a lot of experience, but in my own home, on my own through socials. And that really helped. Um, and once I started working with businesses, I guess you kind of, you learn as you go, don't you? And I'm all about putting my hand up. Um, and also something that was big for me was doing a lot of unpaid work. So I put my hand up for every opportunity. I would reach out to local small businesses and say, hey, if you need a model, I'm happy to do it. Um, I did many, many, and I still do many hours of unpaid work to get that experience and to learn. Um, and now I definitely feel more confident when I go to shoots. But yeah, it's just amazing to think that I tried for so long and um, was often told that I wouldn't fit the brief or mm. I wasn't what they were looking for. Um, and now some of the clients that I've worked for or brands have been incredible. I've been fortunate enough to shoot with Lululemon, um, Infamous Swim. There's just incredible brands that are really prioritizing diversity because it's clicking on as it should that, hey, there's more people than just a certain size set and that it's important for us to see diversity because how do we know what it's going to look like on us if we're only seeing it on these different models? So, yeah. Absolutely. I love that. I love that you point that out. Um, and I'd love to know, are you optimistic about the future for women and self-love? Yes, because I like, I choose to be optimistic. Um, I do think there is somewhat of a long way to go, but the more that we can have these conversations um, and the more that we can, you know, really tell brands and let them know what we want to see and use our voices, I think the more that we will see change. Um, I am really passionate about only working with 
brands that I truly feel aligned with. And so I have no problem letting brands know that, you know, I might not feel comfortable to work with them if their sizing doesn't even fit me or, you know, doesn't go bigger than my sizing because of my passion for inclusivity. So I think using our voice is how we're going to see change. Mm. Um, We've just got to get really loud. Yes, I love that. I was just going to ask, um, what do you think needs to change? And it is that, yeah, we need to speak up. We need to, you know, sometimes people just aren't aware um, or if they are aware, they don't realize how important it is that they need to make these changes. Um, so I love that. I'd love to know, and you talked about um, having, you know, the picture of your little self as one of your kind of self-love um, things that you do, but what what are some tips uh, for listeners who struggle with self-love, what what would be some tips that you would give them? Yeah, there's so much that you can do. And I think what's really important to know is before you will feel love for yourself, you just have to accept yourself. And coming to that point can be hard enough. So I think taking the pressure off to love your body and to fully embrace your body and just working towards accepting yourself in your current state is a great mindset to have um, and just to take that pressure off. There's so much that you can do. Some things that I do that I love are journaling and I haven't always been a writer or journaler, but just getting your thoughts out of your head and onto paper can be really therapeutic. Um, And the thing is, you can rip it up, you can burn it, you can do whatever you want. So it's so important to get really honest and write in your journal, whatever you're thinking, or um, yeah, just put it all pen to paper and get it out. Um, Podcasts, I cannot recommend podcasts enough. Listening to you, I listen to your podcasts. They are so empowering. And it's really like having a cheerleader in your ear. you know, it's important to be aware of who you're surrounding yourself with and what thoughts you're allowing to go into your mind or what messages um, to be really conscious of that. And when you choose to listen to self-development podcasts or uplifting podcasts, positive podcasts, Mm -hmm. uh, it really can massively change your mindset. And for me, they've been so empowering and have taught me so much. So I'm listening to a podcast every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, But even if you just try and do one or two a week, um, it'll make a difference. Or there's so many books out there. If you're a reader, there is just so much out there. So I think don't try and overwhelm yourself or overdo it, but just Mm -hmm. introduce those small habits. Maybe when you go for a walk, you listen to your podcast, or if you catch the train, you read a self-development book or get a picture of yourself like I have when you were little put it up in front of you and just think what would make that little girl or boy proud you know Mm -hmm. um how would you speak to that little girl or little boy you know and would you speak to yourself the same way and if not then get nicer get kinder because we can be so cruel to ourselves and it's not fair Yes, absolutely. I love all of that. And it's, I think the underlying thing as well as you've talked about like mindset, it's, it's mm-hmm. so important to get your mind right. Yep. Yeah. I'd love to know. Um, so this podcast is called Life Lessons of Leash. So I talk a lot about, you know, the lessons I've learned in life and I'd love to know what's been your hardest lesson in life. Mm, I feel like the lessons are always coming, aren't they? Um, Something I would say 
or if probably a couple of things. One is that you can't control those around you, um, but you can control your own thoughts and your own mindset. And you do have the power to enforce boundaries if they are necessary. So I think it's really important just to be really conscious of, you know, those who you surround yourself with and perhaps if what they're talking about makes you feel not good about yourself, then maybe it's time to remove yourself from the group or the situation or the setting. And if you can't remove yourself, then it's important to assert clear boundaries and even voice how things make us feel. Because I think we can go on and on with, you know, not letting those around us know that maybe words or actions are hurtful and we just put up with it, but it's important to voice how we feel. And, um, you know, quite often you might be surprised. People can be really receptive to it and not even realise what they're saying or doing is hurting you. So that's probably a big one. And, um, yeah, I think the other thing is no one's coming to save you. Like, no one's going to come and do this for you. There is no quick you know there's no lollipops for this work um you have to put in the work and but it is so worth it because life doesn't have to be miserable you don't have to look in the mirror and hate yourself every day it it can happen that you can feel good within your body but it takes a lot of years however old you are however many years of messaging that's been unfortunate and disappointing and we've got to rewire that so it does take work but it's possible absolutely I love both of those points absolutely I feel like every time someone says like no one's coming to save you like it hits something in me because I'm like yeah like you've got to do it nobody's coming to save you like do the damn thing create the life that you want create your life of the life of your dreams. Um, so I love that so much. I, we are wrapping up. Um, oh, I also wanted to ask, have you always struggled with body image or when was your earliest moment where you did struggle with body image? And then how did you kind of, what was the date or the time where it was like, oh, you know, I'm working on this. Yeah. I would say I always have, um, you know, it's so funny, like I think about it now, but I'm sure there's people who can relate. Like I was always even embarrassed of my feet size. Like I'm a, my feet, I'm a 11, I'm a 12 in women's and I've been mm. that since I was 10. And I was so embarrassed, like anything that made me bigger, I was embarrassed of. But in terms of age, I remember being as young, I, I would say grade five, so 10, 11 years old. Mm. And I, I remember clearly thinking to myself, we were going to go on school holidays and I thought, I want to be skinnier and how am I going to do that? And I couldn't quite understand the concept of how I would lose weight, but I just wanted to have the school holidays happen and have a transformation and come back and be skinnier. And it's so sad to think about now that I was 10 years old, really dreaming of that. Um, and, you know, I would imagine in my head coming back and people being like, oh, wow, you look so great. And I was 10, like, mm. it's sad. But in terms of when it changed for me, and honestly, I'm so fortunate because I know for a lot of people, and it's something that brings me to tears, I think about it, they never get to that point mm. or they're gone now. And, you know, I think it's important to think that we're not going to be here forever and you don't want to feel that way forever. But 
for me, I was about, I would say now I'm 28 now is when I felt the best in my body. I'm not sure how much I weigh because I don't really care and I don't really weigh myself. Mm. Um, But around about, yeah, the last couple of years and after giving birth is when I felt the most beautiful in my body and even growing my baby, I've got to experience that with total love and awe for my body because I was able to not look at it as having stretch marks or getting bigger or anything. I was literally growing life. And I'm like, that is amazing. Like, props to me you know so yeah that's freaking incredible all of that um I had a similar experience I think it was at 11 was the first time that I started a diet Mm. um the lemon detox diet but your story reminds me of do you know Virgie Tova no I don't think Virgie Tova she had the exact similar story she was she went away for summer break she's American I believe and then she was like when I'm gonna come back I'm gonna look freaking amazing and everyone's gonna notice and it's so sad because it is around that age and I think it's at, at age five is when kids actually start to notice um body image their body image and having those body image issues so it's so young and yeah it is heartbreaking thank you for sharing that um it's awesome to see how far you've come and to see the work that you are doing in the world um I found you online I think I just found you online doing this work and I was like damn I need to be around her because similar we have similar journeys um in all about self-love so it's epic um and yeah I love it so much I'd love for you to share with the listeners how they can follow you, how they can be a part of your world. Also, if you want to talk about your event that's coming up, it would be cool if they could come to that as well. Yeah, definitely. So Instagram's probably the best way, Sarah Viliamu. I'm on there. Um, And the self-love supply, we're on all the socials. Um, And our next event is happening on Sunday, the 17th of September, 9.30 a.m. It's in Kilsyth. So if you're on the other side, make the drive over. We would love to have you there. You can get your tickets at theselflovesupply.com.au. And we have given a discount code for your listeners. Um, So that one is Vibe Tribe, and you will get a discount off the general admission ticket. So there's lots happening on that day. We're doing a jungle body dance workout, and it doesn't matter if you're not a dancer, doesn't matter if you're, you know, whatever level you're at, come along. We actually have all the party lights going. It's dark in there, so you can just focus on yourself and dance to the music. Um, We've got a guest speaker. Her name's Leanne and she actually lives with motor neuron disease. So she is non-functioning in her body now. Um, And she is truly so inspirational. She speaks about mindset and how mindset really has extended her life and her outlook, even though she's dealing with the condition that she has. Mm -hmm. So she'll be talking. We have so many event sponsors um, who are giving away prizes, gift bags. Um, We've got like Fernwood on board, Infamous Swim on board, so many brands. Um, So yeah, would love to have you there. This is for everyone, all ages. Sometimes I get asked like, what's the age group? Honestly, we get 18 year olds come and I've got some 70 year olds coming. So 
everything yeah everyone awesome I'm so looking forward to that I'm going to link everything below as well so just go to the show notes it'll all be in there and thank you so much for uh, the discount code as well I know that um, everyone is so grateful for that so thank you thanks for coming on Um, I appreciate it we talked about so much good stuff today so thank you girlfriend thank you so much Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. That was a whole bunch of fire, if I do say so myself. (laughs) If you love that episode as much as I did, please go and rate and review us. This helps us so much with getting our episodes out there. I would also love if you come over to Instagram at soextra dot underscore underscore. Send me a DM. Tell me what you thought of this episode. Better yet, take a screenshot and tag us. Oh my gosh, that would mean the world to me. I appreciate you so much. And just a reminder, our episodes come out every Tuesday. Can't wait to talk to you then.